Hello and welcome to another episode of It Starts With Beer. I'm your host, Will Sis. This is episode four and I'm going to talk about a recent beer dinner that I organized and I'm really happy about it. Uh, It turned out to uh, come together pretty well uh, despite uh, some things that could have gone terribly wrong. But first, let me start with the beer. I'm drinking a Blizzard of Hops, which is a winter IPA, in quotes, uh, from Trogues, Hershey, Pennsylvania Brewery, 6.4% ABV, delicate, I'd say, pleasantly bitter, with just a hint of lemon and grapefruit coming off of the Centennial Galaxy, Chinook, and Eldorado hops. So, 6.4%. 0.4% is uh, very manageable, and that's what we're drinking tonight. So this beer dinner, uh, 10 people, uh, plus myself and my wife, who were the servers, but you know we were seated at table. Uh, it was not like we were the help, and uh, it started out more formal and then kind of uh, eased up and got more natural as the night went on uh, and uh, finished off in a free-for-all. So I had it planned, kind of. Um, I didn't overly plan it in the sense that I had a chance to try everything that I was going to pair with the beer. Ideally, I would have already have sampled every combination, but instead I got all the ingredients and I got all the uh, breakdown of what the food was going to be. Every couple was going to bring one dish. And then from that, I decided to make it a Connecticut beer pairing, which is, you know, what I know a bit about. And so uh, I took off from there. I decided to do a fairly formal opening once everybody got their welcome beer, uh, which in this case was a Kent Falls Bird Post, which is a an American pale ale, 5% ABV. Very pleased with it. Never had it before. But I was confident if it was coming from Kent Falls, it was going to be pretty great. And in this case, it was a lot of um, melon uh, flavor coming off of the hops. Did not, I would say, perfectly match the um, the food, uh, the pate, uh, the chips and salsa, the sausages. But it really was not that big of a deal. It was a welcome beer, and it was a very easy way to start the night off. When, once everybody had gathered, and it was supposed to start, you know, people were invited for 6, they got their 620, 6.30, 6.40. Uh, eventually, we got everybody cor- uh, corralled into the living room, and we just uh, started off with me talking about the basics of beer, I never really want to assume that anyone knows a lot about beer, but I also don't want to insult people's intelligence. So prior to that, I was kind of getting a little bit of um, an understanding of what the couples knew, and they they tended to know quite a bit, actually. So I didn't spend a lot of time talking about lagers versus ales or what the hops contributions were, but these are the kind of things that I wanted to just kind of put into the air and then return to later. When we moved over to the dining room, things got a little bit more relaxed. And what was nice is that everybody who brought a dish kind of got to show off the ingredients, 
show off what they um, intended with their dish. And uh, then we really kind of ask the questions, you know, how does this combination differ from a pre-pairing? So, you know, how how is having a butter squash, butternut squash soup with this uh, back east checks uh, check mix, which was a Pilsner 4.9% ABV. You know, how does the combination differ from having uh, these two by themselves? Uh, what elements of the beers complemented or contrasted with elements of the food? And, you know, we got our imaginations going by talking about, you know, what else might pair well with the beer. So the Back East Chex Mix was brand new for me. Never tried it before either. But I wanted something that was going to cut through the sweetness of the butternut squash soup. And I had heard that Pilsners do well. I was really hoping that this wasn't going to be too hoppy, like some sort of American take on a Pilsner. But it turned out to be just right. It had a personality all on its own. But it... Uh, really played well with not only the soup, but the salad that came after, which had a lot of uh, nuts and um, little um, uh, raisins and little hints uh, uh, within the salad that that went over great with that. So the uh, butternut squash uh, and salad went great with the check mix. For the second course, my buddy Paul and his wife Wendy brought crab cakes and these were not the kind that were um, overly spicy or overly bold they were just natural and in this case that turned out to be a wonderful thing uh, I had I paired it with Kent Falls went back to Kent Falls again there uh, I, I'm, I'm embarrassed I don't know how to pronounce this it's either Decara or Decara which I know is the another way of saying uh, Britannomyces, uh, the type of yeast. Anyway, this Brett Table beer at 4% uh, ABV went great with it. Um, there was a natural funk that came off of the Brett, but it was not overly um, competitive with the crab cakes, and I thought they went really well together, if I do say so myself. The main course was what we called hog heaven. This was pork carnitas, and these were chunky, crispy, juicy, melt-in-your-mouth pork uh, pieces that went great with all the garnishes. Um, there was a lot of pickled uh, vegetables that went with it, uh, you know, light uh, salsas, um, and it was absolutely heavenly. So I was happy that I chose a big beer. Uh, in this case, it was a uh, an IPA, an India Pale Ale, from Stubborn Beauty out of Middletown, Connecticut. Of course, all of these were Connecticut beers. And uh, this one was called Nummy Nummy, 8.1% ABV, and they were great. They went really well together. They, the IPA is kind of a cross between a West Coast IPA and a New England IPA in the sense that it ha certainly had the bitterness that you'd want from a West Coast, but it wasn't um, over the top, and nor was it over the top in the floral um, sweet department. It was a nice balance, but also big. So they held up well together. 
at this point, you know, we started mixing and matching and, you know, trying the Czech Pilsner with the um, pork and, and trying the, uh, uh, trying the, uh, the pale ale from, from uh, Kent Falls with everything. So, you know, it was nice that, that people were not so kind of hung up on my suggestions that they were cool with, with uh, experimenting. One thing I tried uh, this time around, which I had done uh, previously at, at one other um, tasting, was uh, trivia questions, which turned out to be a lot of fun, mostly because they got really, really competitive about points that were completely random and didn't really exist. So, you know, whether they knew that uh, Reinheitsgebot was the name of the German purity law of 1516 or not, you know, they certainly got that bit of uh, knowledge in them. And I did a nice little review at the end, so psyched about that. With um, the final course, we wanted to go with something that was sweet, uh, and we went with a Guinness chocolate cake and a special fudge sauce that was over-the-top amazing. And with this one, I did a little differently. You know, there were five couples, and what I did was... Um, for this one, I didn't tell each couple who was getting what beer, but one of the beers was a Thimble Island Vanilla Coffee Stout out of Brantford, 7% ABV, and the other one was a Stony Creek Winter Weight, which is a chocolate raspberry porter, 59 and, um, you know, I think the consensus was that the Vanilla Coffee Stout which I was afraid was going to be too matchy-matchy with the chocolate cake, was the better pairing, but certainly the raspberry porter uh, was a wonderful uh, contrast. It might just have been too lightweight for the the heavy chocolate, but by the end, again, everybody was was very psyched um, uh, to, to try these combinations. One thing I didn't mention was between course three and four, we uh, pulled out a sour beer from New England Brewing that had been um, that had been aged in white wine barrels. So that served as a bit of a cleanser. And uh, for those that were a little scared of having a sour, they certainly got something that uh, they were lucky, I think, to have. And it turned out to be something that was not as intimidating as I thought it would be. By the end of the night, which for me was about 9.45, um, everybody was pretty happy to keep on drinking. And so I left the party uh, at a, its free-for-all stage, which was good for me and my wife, and um, you know, had a wonderful time. So I'm really looking forward to doing my next one. I think each time I do a beer dinner, I feel a little bit more confident with the choices. And I'm not as worried about making mistakes because in the end, hey, it's just beer. I'd like to end with a quote. Um, this one, it goes, uh, For a dinner date, I eat light all day to save room. Then I go all in. I choose this meal and this order, and I choose you, the person across from me, to share it with. There's a beautiful intimacy in a meal like that. That was Anthony Bourdain. We miss him. Thanks a lot for listening to It Starts With Beer. Uh, get in touch with me on Twitter 
or Instagram at beersnobwrites, or you can get in touch with me by email, which is beer.snob at yahoo.com. Looking forward to uh, creating the next episode of It Starts With Beer for you. Thank you very much for listening.